0: at thy word not how you feel not how many times you tried not your circumstances not your intellect and not your experience nevertheless no matter what you're facing how dead it is how hopeless it is how many times you've faced it you simply say lord nevertheless at your word and then you act he could have said Nevertheless, at your word, and hopped out of the boat and walked away. Nevertheless, I hope we understand the power in the Word of God. I, we claim we do, but I'm I'm worried. I'm not sure about that. All right, opening text is Matthew four, starting with chapter four and <clears throat> verse one. It says simply this: Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Man, now. Have you ever been tempted? Uh, If you say no, then uh, you have to be dead. I mean, you just have to be, or you've been dead for quite a while, because obviously who hasn't? Who hasn't been tempted? So Jesus here now is showing us something, because he knows not one of us is going to go without being tempted. And he says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a-hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. So we all understand what it means to be tempted. Some temptation comes your way. The tempter knows exactly and precisely when to show up and what to tempt you with. Here's a key. You know this. This is Bible 101. You understand, really, the preaching and the Gospels, the Word of God is a repetitious over and over and over and over and over until we make it, because we don't seem to retain it, so we've got to hear it over and over. And he answered and said, it is written, man, you, humans, humanity, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God is telling you and I that you are going to face temptations, situations, difficult situations, maybe over and over and over. And God here is giving us the way. Jesus is laying out a system of priorities that challenge us. Every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is to be more precious than food itself. This is what he's telling. He's giving us the keys, the victories. By relying on the power of the truth of God's word, Christ was able to fight the battle as a man. This is so important because you are in a battle, going in a battle, just coming out of battle, getting ready for another battle. And God has given you the keys in how to do this. Christ could have easily rebuked Satan into another galaxy. Beat it! But he's showing you and I how we can resist him. How you and I can have success. Nevertheless, no matter what, my mind, intellect, the battle, the raging, the friends, at your word. Psalms 33, 6 says, listen, listen. I don't know if we listen. I don't know how else to even say it. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Man, what a billboard. What a testimony. The heavens and all that goes up there and all that goes on, all that spins and falls and shoots. God said, be there. Spoke it. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth, by the breath of God. Such power! The word right here at your fingertips. That's why he put it in written form. To have this power, unbelievable power. Because he knew what you were going to face. And he knew humanity. He knows us. How about this one? Matthew 8, 8 says, The centurion, the centurion, not the churchgoer, answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof. Speak the word only. And my servant, just speak it. Just speak it. He's in California dying. But Lord, I have so much faith and I know your power if you just speak it. You don't have to be there. You don't have to touch him. Just speak it. Man, everything you own, everything, whatever it is, your home, your computer, your car, your body, the world, literally have been made out of words. God's words, literally, everything. Hebrews 11:3 says this, through faith. Now, if you're a born again believer, you're supposed to have faith. Through faith, we understand you get this that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. New Living says this by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that we now see that that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen so much power is in this word and God put it in written form for you and I but I really don't know if we get this Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, plain and simple that words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can see it. Maybe it's your kid comes skipping in, bouncing, ready to show you something, and you give him some dumb remark. You can see it in his face, just drops. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Because God made words powerful, absolutely powerful. Listen, the words we think, that you're thinking right now, mulling over, the words we speak, the words we act upon have a direct bearing on our physical and mental health. Your words, whether you do it to someone or you do it to yourself, your words. It should be no surprise to us we understand that all things were created out of words. Therefore, our bodies respond to words. Many times you've talked yourself into being sick because of words. Medical research estimates that 75% of typical human thoughts, words, are negative or counterproductive. Seventy-five percent of what you mull on, chew over, think about, is no good for you. It's the truth. I doubt very much. You just lay in your bed or wherever you're at in your office and just think wonderful, great things all the time. We don't have that. That's not in us. That's why God has given us the Word. What we tell ourselves about ourselves and our lives day after day after day has a tremendous effect on shaping our reality of what we are, what we become, good or bad. Proverbs 23, knows says, For as he thinketh in his heart, as he it over in his heart, so he is. So is he. It's what you are. You're no good. You'll never amount to nothing. I wish I never had you, married you. Oh, my gosh. You might as well shoot somebody. Words. No wonder God says in Philippians 4.8, Finally, brethren, people of God, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, please think on these. What God is saying to you and I, that's what you mull over. Thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for your mercy today. Thank you for bringing my husband home safe today. Thank you that my children, thank you, Lord God, for my home. Thank you that you gave me. Think on these things. It's a command from God. Finally, brethren. God, says, do that. Mm, we probably don't. Romans 12, 2 says this be not conformed to this world, for heaven's sakes, how? He tells you, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The renewing of your mind, your mind gets bombarded every day. You can go home, take your remote, change that thing 50 times, and it'll be some commercial bombarding you all the time, no matter what it is, good or bad, whatever, bombarding your mind, worldly thoughts, worldly ways, worldly system. Ephesians says this, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. The washing of the water by the word of God, You rinse and wash and shower your mind from the filth and pollution of the world by hearing the word of God. Man says, you don't have to come to church all the time. After a while, you can tell somebody who hasn't washed, right? After a while, It might get by a couple times, two, three, whatever. And then you're like, dude, you stink. We do spiritually. If you don't wash. Do you understand? In other words, see, the Bible told us, the Lord told us in his words, by his mouth, hey, without me, you can't do a thing. And I'm telling you what to think on. And I'm telling you what will wash and cleanse you. And keep you stable and right. Since the work of Jesus on the cross comes through the Word of God and preached by the Word, that's how we see it and hear it and learn about it, it can be said that we are washed by the water of the Word. You should be getting washed right now. You cannot blow off church, but we do. You know what? I, I was, when I was doing this and coming across this this week, I thought, why, why am I stunned? Why am I shocked that our government said the church is non essential? Why was I stunned? I was, but why? Most believers think that. I'll get there when I can, I'll try. I mean, were you anticipating, wondering what God was going to serve up today? What you're going to sink your spiritual forks in today? What God had to devour for you today? Or are you just were coming probably. John says this, now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. That's how vital and how important to read and hear and listen and to come, participate, worship and glorify because that's what God says. Because the tempter is coming. Listen to this one. Psalms 119, 158 says this. and, And you can say this. You can probably be a witness to this. You could testify. We were having court. I could call you up here and say, do you so swear? Help me God, so help me God, I swear. You could say, I beheld the transgressor. Have you seen people that have transgressed against God? I beheld the transgressor and was grieved, the psalmist said, because they kept not the word. How many times have you talked to them, buddies, and said, dude, this, 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 and this, and this, and say, thanks, Chase, but Grieved because they've kept not the word of God. I've seen this all my life. Come into counseling no matter what it is, what it's over. I could sit there for three hours and say, when we're done, go right. When we're done, go right, go right, go right, go right. When we're done, go right, go right, go right. You hear me? Understand you got it. Go, right, go right, go right, go right. We're done, they go left. What did you do? All my pastoral life. That's what I've seen. Transgressor, listen to this. It's scary. I beheld a transgressor. The transgressor in the Hebrew means to act treacherously. Ugh. To not keep the word of God is to act treacherously. Is what God says to us because we we don't know. It says in Jeremiah, it's not in us to know what to do. God says, no problem. Revelations 2.26 says this, He and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. To the end. You know what? It's cool to start this race, and I'm so thankful. God has given me some of my salvation shoes, and I understand, and I heard that gun and saw that race, and I'm off. It's going to be a lot more awesome when what? I finish the race. When I finish, I'm thankful that I am running. This walk is great, but finishing is better. Better. And that's why God has given us this. You cannot wing this thing. You cannot wing it. You can't wing it over last year's experiences or your salvation. You can't wing it. It's daily, daily Daily, this, this is the simplest message and the simplest answer to everything that's facing you. It is. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness in Peter of John and perceived what? They were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. How, how, how do you guys have such wisdom? What's, what's with you, bunch of dumb? You didn't go, huh? Somebody didn't even complete grace, go half of you didn't complete. They marveled at what was, they were seeing and the words that were being spoke through these people. You, you see the answer? They took knowledge, man, these dudes have been hanging with Jesus. They've been hanging with the Lord. Who is wisdom? And then you become that, and that wisdom becomes inside of you, and then you speak wisdom. How can it be? You don't have an educate, nothing. How are you so? And then they start saying, hey, these guys have been hanging with the Lord for the last. It works. It simply works. There's something alive about this Word. We know that John tells us in the beginning was the Word. We know that. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now he's given us the written form of the Word. And tells you to eat it, devour it, let it become part of you, swallow it, take it in, and let it nourish and come all through your system. Nevertheless, Lord. I'm telling you, I wish I could remember how many times I look at my wife over church situations. Man. And look at her and say, I don't know. Go to bed going, I don't know. Just trying to hang on to what I see and understand. Hebrews says this, for the word of God is quick and powerful. That word on your lap, the word on the screen, the word I'm giving you, the word himself. Your ups and downs, your disasters, your unbelievable things that have happened in your life is because you're not have kept the Word of God, or you don't know it. That, that's the reason. It's quick, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. What doctor can do that? They do some great things. Who can do that? Go in and tell them, Doc, I want you to divide between my soul and spirit, please. The Word of God is doing it now to you and to me because it's alive. It's powerful. It's quick of joints and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That word quick means it's living, alive, and fresh. God's Word diagnoses the condition of the man more precise than the surgeon can ever do. God's Word. And it won't leave you all sliced up, scarred up, and possibly get infection. It's amazing how God can do it. It's amazing how He can do it. But I don't know if we understand it. Wherefore, Jeremiah says, Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth as fire. Speak the word when you're in situations. Speak them to your children. Speak them to your husband, to your wife. Speak the word of God in their lives. Answer people with the word. Tell them, whatever it is, situation, you should have the word. It should come. Scripture should be saying, you know what? The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the word inside of you, the word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, the psalmist said, the word, that's what works in your life. That's how to raise your children. It is. It is. how about Ezekiel 37 and the hand of the Lord was upon me it's one of my favorite scriptures And carried me out into the spirit of the Lord sat me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones full of treacherous people I suppose didn't obey the word of God think of that place yourself as Ezekiel sitting and nothing but death all around you. Dry bones. All dead. Decaying. Stench. Nothing green. Nothing growing. Total despair. Verse 2 says, And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were many, very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. My father fought in World War II. I think it was Dachau that they were uh, setting free and he could have walked through Dachau, the camp. He refused. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't see. He saw from a distance bodies. Stacked. piled, Skeletons that were supposed to be people. Stacked. Hi. I have pictures of them. He couldn't handle it. Ezekiel was on a mission from God, sitting in the midst of all this stuff. Verse 3 says, And the Lord spoke on them and said, Son of man, can't these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Thou knowest. How about you? What are you sitting in? What situation are you in? That's hopeless. You've tried everything. Try everything that the world has to offer. A lot of our marriages are like this. Our homes, fatherless. Our country, totally full of dry bones. You're sitting exhausted. Totally exhausted. Maybe as a mother, trying to do your best. Drained. You ever feel drained? Just drained? Man, sometimes I just sit in my office and I, I don't know how much time has gone by before I realize I'm just staring throughout the 40-some years of trying to do this. Sometimes you feel like you're about to collapse, just collapse from exhaustion, from attempt. Lots of times I would go, Lord, I don't I don't. All I did, Lord, was fall in love with you 48 years ago. How am I at all this water that's gone under the bridge? So God comes to him. What do you think the Lord says to him? Uh, you need to double your iron. Take vitamin B. You need to exercise some. You know, you're overweight. You know what you need. You need, you need to take a vacation. You just need to go somewhere. Maybe you need to start exercising. You know Exercise is good for your mental health. What would the Lord say to him in that situation, in your situation, everything dead around you? No life, no water, no growth, no anything. And the Lord says simply what? Thus saith the Lord, prophesy to these bones. Speak is what that means. Speak to these bones. Speak the word of God. And he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones. I'm not saying you shouldn't exercise or you shouldn't take vitamins. You can? Go ahead. Whatever. All I know is the Bible says, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the life-giving force of the word of God. Speak the word of God. thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin. Put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. But here comes your part. God just laid out what you're supposed to do. What if the prophet went... Sounds so silly. I just can't. I'm exhausted. I'm done. I'm not trying again. What did he say? Verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. So I see the word of God. I see what God has told me to do. I'm in this death situation. Your own life. Your own walk with God, your marriage, your family, your job, whatever the situation is. And he said, So I prophesied. I speak to the situation by the word of God. Makes no sense to man. Man says you're crazy. God says, prophesy. Man says you need a straight jacket. God says, prophesy. Even today. When we come to the altar, God going to give you opportunity to come. A man's going to say, sit. Happens all the time. He said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones come together bone to bone. And I tell folks, come to my office or wherever we speak. If you just hang in there, if you just stay in the word of God and keep coming to the house of God to hear the word, something will happen. It will. The fuzziness and the cloudiness will start to clear up. You'll start to see sharp and understand You'll see things that just were a blur before and realize, man, I think that was the hand of God saying something to me. But you have to prophesy. Speak the word of God in your life. Power in life, power, life and death and the power of the tongue is what God has told us. God says, I've created everything by words. And now he's telling you this is what you have to do. So many times Lord, I said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, Lord, but I just pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, you do something. And you prophesy over your sons and over your daughters. And God says, there'll be a noise, and behold, a shaking, and bone come together, bone to his bone. You might not even see it. Most of the times you won't see it, but we see it. Those who have talked to you and talked to you about the word, we can see a change. We can hear a change. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we can see that God's working where no one else can see because we can hear it. 75%, men are counterproductive thoughts and words that we say. 75% are good for nothing. And all of a sudden we start hearing hope and faith and love coming out of you, forgiveness and mercy. Man, that's God doing something inside of you. Oh, ye dry bones in your dead situation and circumstance. Verse 8 says, And when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them about, but there was no breath in them. So all these bones start to move and start to come together. Things start to grow. I mean, what a sight. Gosh, I don't know if we're going to have instant replay in heaven, but that would be awesome to see. Totally awesome. All of a sudden, this huge army of people are just standing there, but there's no life because it only comes from God, the breath of God. So now what, God? They're all standing. They look like people now, but there's no life in them. Even when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came up upon them, and skin covered them about, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me again, Prophesy unto the wind. Speak. Wind being a type of the holy. Prophesy, son of man. Say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Speak the word in your life. Lord, I constantly say dumb things, wrong things, think bad things all the time. Lord, put a wall of fire around my mind, my thoughts, my heart. Actively prophesy Speaking the word, expecting God to do what he does. As you do what you're told to do. Like Ezekiel 10 says again. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them. They lived and stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army for God. Because he spoke to dead dry bones. Dead dry situation. Washed up. Overs- it's hopeless. It's beyond God simply says, Speak to it. Speak what I tell you to speak over your situation. What would you do? Despite how the devil makes us feel in doubt, the Word of God works. It does. It works. It's crazy. And when you don't think it does, it works. Even when you doubt it, God still lets it work for you. What a God. Acts 13 says, Man, they were speaking the word of God and says, In the next Sabbath day came almost a whole city together to hear the word of God. Almost a whole city was stirred to come to hear the word of God. Is this fairy tales? This is the Word of God. The Word can move an entire city. Speak the Word of God. Acts 19, 18 says this And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver silver, which today means it's in the millions, millions, from the Word that was just spoken, the Word of God, not smoke and mirrors and fogs going on up, the Word of God. It says, so mightily grew the Word of God and prevailed. That Word should be in you. look, we need to trust the Word of God. I I know this is basic Bible, I understand. But I've been doing this long enough to know that we don't. We say we do, you'll amen me. Some of you might even say a good word. Thank you for that. But this is what we just saw on the screens. Luke 5, 1 says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the Word of God, two ships immediately standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one ship with Simon and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing seasoned fisherman, Simon. It's hard to relate because you know the story, you know the outcome, you just saw it, you know the answer. But you're in situations like that where you've toiled all night over somebody, something, some situation, some circumstance, some person, some marriage, some child, I don't know. I don't know what toiled all night exhausted ready to collapse can you think of all the possible excuses Peter came up with I mean I can I wrote them down I've been working all night and I'm tired you get a lot of that I know a lot more about fishing than some carpenter dude You make cabinets. I have fished since I was 12. I know about fishing. Look at my hands. They're raw from fishing all these years. Those nets, pulling them in, pulling them out. Maybe you said the best fishing is at night. It's day now. And all this crowd came with you, making all this noise around the bank. There's not going to be a fish in two miles from here. And in your life, doesn't the Lord just kind of stay there and just, I mean, as you go through them? And they're making good practical sense. And if you'd be saying to me, I'd probably stand by you and say, all night, what's he know about fishing? All the crowds, the loud voices, we've washed our nets. I mean, see, it's not like these cute little fishing things you have now. Those nets, those big, heavy rope nets soaked with water, washing them. And then he wants you to throw them back in. Say, Look, Lord, remember he said, I don't have any quarrel with you. You might know religion, but you don't know a thing about fishing. And the Lord just stands there and looks at you still. You give him all the reasons why you can't come to church like you should, why you can't read more like we should or whatever, whatever. I don't know what else to even say about the various things, but I know how the Lord just stands. I know that because I've experienced it a lot. And then eventually, the scary thing is you either walk away or you say, all right, God, all right. All right. Nevertheless, at your word. That's where a lot of you are in life right now even. I'm going to have the choir and band come back up. Make your way, please. We're not done. We're just another part of the service. So he goes, Peter goes on and says, nevertheless at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish. And their nets started to break, like you saw in the video. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ships, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Two ships. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished that all that were with him at the draught at the fishes, he was astonished that everything that shouldn't have happened, everything that was impossible for it to happen, just took place. Let's stand as you get ready for that in your life. because you have situations in your life that are totally impossible. Some of you, maybe you have just like, I've, oh, I, I can't even think about them anymore. They, de- they depress me. It's beyond, beyond hope. I've tried everything. Everybody's tried everything. Everybody that can't talk has talked. Nothing's happening. Maybe you're like Peter this, this morning. Exhausted. Hanging on by a thread through all the disappointments and hurts. Gosh, there's a lot in Christianity, isn't there? Oh, my goodness, there's a lot, a lot of disappointments and hurts. You're still trying to just believe the Word of God? Give you opportunity to come to this altar. and the song that we're going to sing, I go back to this song so many times when I am overwhelmed. (laughs) which is a lot. Overwhelmed because I go back to when I first started and I thought, Lord, you know, all I did, all this wasn't in my plan. All you, all no, all I did was fall in love with you, God. That's all I did. That's all I knew. Here I am almost 50 years later, scars and stuff and all the various things that we all go through and I'm not looking for your pity. You don't have to come pity me. Trying to make a point what life does to us. And this song is simply Draw Me Close to You. Remember that simple song? Parts of it says, You're all I want. You're all I ever needed. That's going to be our altar call and that's the song. And I want you to come if you have the courage. I hope you do. You come and if you want to kneel, fine, but stand and sing that song like a prayer. It's like a love song to the Lord. Draw me close to you. Lord, I'm so messed up. you got to let me know you're near. I can't even feel you anymore. Sense you anymore. What I do is mostly from robot, routine, knowing. Draw me close to you, Lord. Please, as we sing that, let that be your song. Come to this altar. Sing it to the Lord. Mean it with all your heart. Shut your eyes and don't look at it. Just sing it. Say, Lord, that's me. See what he does. Something will happen. Altars are open. Please, someone break the ice. Draw me close. Listen to the words. Let me go, I will drift.